In the calendar of the church year, we have set aside today for the commemoration of three hymn writers who have served the church, Philip Nikolai, Johann Hermann, and Paul Gerhardt. The commemorations are listed in the fore part of the hymn book at page 12. Others have been honored in the same way, or at least as similar designations. Johann Sebastian Bach as cantor, Bernard Clairvaux as hymn writer and theologian, John of Damascus as theologian and hymn writer, Ambrose of Milan as pastor and hymn writer, Martin Luther as doctor and confessor not listed as hymn writer, although perhaps he should be, Lucas Cranach and Albrecht Dürer as artists, Johann Walther, cantor like Bach, the first cantor of the Lutheran Church, one who served with Luther at Wittenberg. And so these are the people we commemorate on this day, hymn writers for the church. The great gift of hymn writing is marvelous. The first that we commemorate is Philip Nikolai, who was born 10 years after Luther's death, lived until 1608. He was a Lutheran preacher and hymnist who was educated like Luther at Erfurt and Wittenberg. He held various pastorates and helped sustain staunch Lutheranism during the Counter-Reformation. He wrote two of the most famous chorales. One has been called the King of Chorales, Bach et Auf, Ruf in Stunde, Wake, Awake, for Night is Flying. And the other, Vishen Leuchtend, or it's been called the Queen of Chorales, How Brightly Shines the Morning Star for Epiphany. I would have you turn to page or number 516, 516. We will sing the um, hymn that he wrote for us. 516. Bach Wake, awake, for night is flying. The king of chorales, as it's been called. The hymn is set in for the end times. All of the hymns that we find from this period seem to indicate the knowledge of full awareness of the end times, of death the coming. And thus these hymns have become very precious in the hearts of the faithful people of God who on their deathbeds might remember these hymns from memory that they've sung so often. Hymns that speak of their dying moments and God's protecting angels there to guide them through to the eternal life. The second hymn writer is Johannes Hermann, a Lutheran pastor who suffered in the Thirty Years' War was born of trials with courage and patience. All three of these hymn writers suffered greatly in some time or another, through a 30 years war especially, and um, his hymn is number 568. Of the five stanzas there, we want to sing him stanzas one, four, and five. This one is in the area of justification. If you're a beloved son, O God, 568 stanzas one, four and five. It has been said that Lutheran hymnody as well as Lutheran theology has a masculinity to it. There's a strength here that is really evident. This hymn tune was one of the first eight that was published by the Lutheran Reformation in 1524 and it's used often. A strong tune as well as strong words. The words of the hymn speak so clearly of law and gospel 
and full of the teachings of the doctrine of the faith, as most of these hymns are. We finally come to Paul Gerhardt, who was born in the next century, 1607, and um, he studied at Wittenberg. He was a pastor at St. Nikolai Kirche in Berlin. And again in 1557, after he had been there for a while, he was dismissed in 1666 for refusal to sign the synergistic edicts of Frederick Wilhelm, the so-called Great Elector of Brandenburg. And as he left the city, he went out and he did not know where he was going. There was plague about. The, Thirty Years, the results of the Thirty Years' War were still there. And all of this sat about him. He was a man whose circumstances, outward circumstances in life, seemed indeed gloomy. His wife and four of his children preceded him in death. But his hymns are full of cheerful trust, sincerity, sincerely unaffected, pious, benign and amiable, reflecting the firm grasp of objective reality, but also the transition to a more subjective, proper subjective thought. And so his hymns are great in terms of what they have to say about God for us in the end times and in the times of hardship. These are men who knew what the cross was in their life and how to cope with it. They placed it all before God. He is said to have written 14 Latin hymns, 134 German hymns, many of which have been translated in English. His hymn here, 756, is why should cross and trial grieve me? It's written at the time of, uh, of hope and comfort, it says, time of great despair, but it has a hymn about hope and comfort. And the hymn writer, the, the tune writer, Johann Abling, was a man who had worked with him at St. Nikolai and wrote many tunes. He was a man who had to put up the consequences of the Thirty Years' War as well. He sometimes had to write for 15 violins and, and one oboe or something like that because that's all the instruments they had. No longer did they have church organs. They'd been destroyed during the war. And so it's like Vivaldi in, in Venice. He wrote to, at a girls' school where he had to do with the instrument. 14 mandolins and two violins. And so here's a man who could really put it together for us. This delightful tune that goes with the hymn. We have at least two of his going with Gerhard hymns here. But this one, Why Should Cross and Trial Grieve Me, speaks of the man who's been through all the aftermaths of the Thirty Years' War and much more in his life. We sing here this hymn, all five stanzas, please. What gospel in the sight of such terrible things in one's life to be able to sing that stanza. I'd like you to turn to number 880. We will not be able to sing this, but I want you to know about the man's breadth of work now rest beneath night's shadows. A remarkable hymn. It's based upon a tune, O Welt, ich muss dich lassen, a world I must take leave of you, which had been written earlier by Isaac, Heinrich Isaac, who had written in Innsbruck, ich muss dich lassen. In Innsbruck, I must forsake you. It had been a love ballad. Yes, there were some used. And uh, now it came to be a great hymn. And... Uh, it's an evening hymn. It has provided us with a great lullaby in stanza four. According to an earlier translation, that would read something like this. Lord Jesus, who dost love me, O spread thy wings above me and shield me from all harm. 
Though evil would assail me, thy mercy will not fail me. I rest in thy protecting arms. What a song to sing to your children at night. It reminds us of Luther's great uh, Christmas hymn, From Heaven Above, and stanza 13 there. Ah, dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed soft undefiled within my heart, that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. These are the great hymns of our time. And uh, here we have a hymn that was, that was great in the terms of all its nature. Um, these are people who we are able to commemorate. We want to say thanks to God for them because he gave us a gift that they, they became instruments of his word through their song and gave us a way of responding to his word, his message. As Dr. Nagel has pointed out in the introduction to the Lutheran hymnal, that uh, song gives us, lifts our, our response to a new level and is able to say the words that we would like to be able to say, but we don't know how, but these people do very well. 